Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on on the show. In their reInvent conference, Amazon announced a new open source software that allows people who are locked in into the proprietary transact SQL to SQL SQL Server Microsoft specific dialect to move easily to Postgres without changing their code. That's a big claim. How about we jump into it and discuss whether this is really going to kill SQL Server and move people from SQL Server? to Postgres uh, easily. I personally don't think so. How about we jump into it and discuss that? So guys, if you're new here, my name is Hussein and I discuss backend engineering and software news like this one. So if you like this content, subscribe, hit the like button and let's just jump into it. Uh, so let's go ahead and, and define what Babelfish is according to this article. Again, this is very, very early news. So we barely have any data or anything really to go on right there are so many unanswered questions as usual and uh, there are some doubts and there are some excitement i am excited about this i i, I like this it's, a, it's a, a very innovative technology but i have my doubts and i personally do not think it will succeed but that's just my opinion let's discuss this let's read part of the article and then jump into analysis portion so, Matt, I say, I think that's how you pronounce it, no? Matt, I say, uh, wrote this article, says, okay, want more Postgres? You just might like Babelfish. So, the greatest force in legacy databases is inertia. I, when I read this, it is, it is so true. It is the stickiest thing. Databases are the stickiest thing in the application. Once you are stuck to a database, you cannot move easily. And, and everybody in the industry knows that. It's just migration from one database to another database is hardly worth the effort and the money and the cost, right? No matter, unless, unless the database that you move on is, is 100 or 200 times better, right? Otherwise, the move doesn't matter. So that's why it says inertia. So there's, there's this inertia that comes with the database and it's so strong and you cannot easily move. So this is, uh, this is true if there are compelling reasons to migrate. You might uh, be happy running SQL Server, for example, but won't Postgres benefit, such as transparent security. I mean, SQL Server has security. Or handling the specific data types, such as spatial or geographical objects. I believe SQL Server also have spatial types. Or you'd like to save money com currently spent on... Yeah, that's a real reason, Amazon. Just just jump to the chase. You want people to move from Microsoft to open source so they can... Uh, because you, you cannot move them to your proprietary database. You just want to move them to, out of Microsoft. So that's the real reason. Let's, let's just be honest about this, right? So we want to move them. And that's exactly what Google did to Amazon with Kubernetes. 
Kubernetes is an overhyped, over-engineered solution for 99% of everybody, right? But what Google says, okay, AWS is just taking over the cloud, right? So how do we kill this momentum? Everybody's on AWS when the cloud happened. Amazon jammed into it. Google had almost no shares. Microsoft had almost no share on the cloud. So it's like, let's bring our... Borg, I think it's called Borg Architecture, as an open source Kubernetes. So say, hey, you guys are locked on to Amazon. Though you don't want to be locked on to Amazon. Here's a software that you can just build on top of, and then you can shift and lift and lift and shift and dance over any other platform. That's what we they they will sell. So they built Kubernetes so that that's the selling point. Just you don't want to be locked on to Amazon. So. We don't really care. Google doesn't care if, if 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 the customers didn't come to them. They just want people away from Amazon. You want people to shift away from Amazon. That's that's the same weapon that Amazon is using. So Google did it to Amazon through Kubernetes, and now Amazon is doing it to Microsoft through Babelfish just to attack certain things. That's just my opinion again. Uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it's clear as day what's going on here. All right, whatever reason you want to migrate, they they just go here. It's like, what is the reasons to migrate? Of course, Postgres is a great database. SQL Server is a great database, right? I use both of them on daily basis alongside Oracle and HANA. Not much HANA, but most of these strategies, I interact with them on a daily basis. So they go on here and say, okay, Postgres is great, and you want to migrate, but but here's here's what we want. I want to read about Babelfish itself. So let's read about the actual Babelfish. What is Babelfish, the, the, the thing they, they just announced? Today, we announced plans to open source Babelfish for Postgres, a SQL Server compatible endpoint for Postgres to make Postgres Postgres SQL fluent in understanding. So this is as vague as it can be, right? We have no idea what endpoint really means. Is that its own software that I have to spin up and listen to a specific port and my app need to just connect to this endpoint, which in turn will connect to Postgres? Is that it? Is that that? Or is it a Postgres extension that is sits on top of Postgres and handle that translation. We have no idea. There's there's absolutely no documentation of this. So we have to wait until 2021 when we see the code to actually understand what that means. Right? Uh, let's continue. To make Postgres fluent in understanding communication from apps written to SQL Server, including understanding T-SQL and TDS communication protocol. This isn't the first effort to facilitate migration from SQL Server to Postgres. Of course, in Ian Harding, for example, helping people for 20 years to move from migration from the, yeah. So we have ETL tools. We have all kinds of tools to move from one database to another database. People have been doing it all the time. It's hard, right? However, we believe Babelfish stand out because it is not another migration service. So it is a migration service, but not just another migration service. As useful as those can be, Babelfish enables Postgres to understand database requests, both the command and the protocol. Interesting. From applications written for Microsoft SQL Server without changing library. That's a big thing. If I can't, I don't need to touch my library and, and, and put a Postgres driver there, or I don't have to change the database schema, or I don't have to change my SQL statements. Wow. That's a big 
That's a big thing. This means much faster migrations with minimum developer efforts. It is also centered on correctness, meaning application designed to use SQL Server functionality will behave the same on Postgres as they would on SQL Server. Really? How would you guarantee that? I have no idea how we well, behave. What does that mean? Behave the same. Is that, do you mean correctness? It better be correctness, right? It's like a, they give a nice example here with the money data type. There is a money data type in SQL Server and there is a money data type in, in Postgres. So they, they figure out the nuance of how Postgres stores that versus how SQL Server stores that and how the application reads it versus like how many floating points and all that stuff. So they figure that out. That's correctness. That's very important. Here's another example. Let's read that. Example. Imagine a customer application built against SQL Server that processes and stores monetary values, such as an ERP system. A commonly used data type to store monetary values is the money data type. Money. In SQL Server, the money data type Behavior is fixed using four digits, four digits to the right of the decimal, right? So it's like they give a number 12.8123 for people listening on the podcast. However, in Postgres, the money data type is fixed using two digits to the right of the decimal. So when the application tries to store the value 12.8123, for example, Postgres rounded to 12.81, which is disastrous. You just lost, what, 23 thousands of a, of a cent that's just a lot of money money this sut seemingly subtle difference in rounding behavior could have significant impact on downstream processes such as financial reporting uh, to ensure correctness in babelfish we need to ensure such differences small or large are handled with absolute fidelity so can you imagine the code that is written for babelfish to handle this nitty-gritty details right that's not easy. That's a, that's a big, that's a big app. That's going to be a huge software. So they are releasing it as open source. So let's, let's guys, let's switch to my, my ugly face here. Switching to my ugly face because we don't need the article anymore. So let's discuss, guys. There are a few points that I want to raise, and you're going you're gonna to start seeing it hopefully here if I can get editing right, that I think Babelfish will not... It will not be enticing enough for customers to move to this thing so they can essentially switch databases underneath. Let me explain. The first question is, will Babelfish actually include everything, absolutely everything that SQL Server could do, right? An example, store procedures, right? What if I wrote a store procedure that is baked into my SQL Server database and my application actually calls the store procedure by name? I'm just calling it, hey, execute this store procedure. That's called test. What will, what will happen? Will Postgres actually translate that SQL Server procedure during migration? Because that, that's not an in-transit query. That's just a string in this case with parameters, obviously. Obviously, the parameters will have a data type. And, a, and I'm going to assume that Babelfish will take care of changing those parameters so it suits uh, Postgres. So that's one thing. We'll include that. Another thing, uh, authentication. SQL Server, a lot of customers, other enterprise uses uh, Active Directory, which is Microsoft uh, uh, LDAP thing, right? So to sign in and, and actually access the database. Does Postgres support that? I think it does, but 
how would Bab how how would Babelfish fit into this equation with Active Directory? We're not sure if it includes everything, and and they don't claim that it's going to include everything. Again, it's going to it's going to be a, a process. It's going to be a, a slow process to actually capture all of that stuff, right? So that's one thing. So we're not sure what it will be included. So will that be enticing enough for people to actually rely on Babelfish to move uh, from SQL Server to Postgres? That's one thing. Another thing, it's an extra layer, right? It has to be a software. It's an open source software, so it has to run. So it takes resources. And not only that, now you're maintaining an extra layer on top of your application. And on top of your database, you have a middle layer. And we know what happened with middle layers, right? First of all, latency, right? Because now you're going through this middle layer. So that takes finite amount of time. But it will slow things down, right? It will take some time. The second thing is bugs. Like you, all of a sudden now, if something is no longer working correctly, you have, instead of looking at two factors, which is the app and the DB, right? I'm assuming you don't have any cache here because that will be another disaster. You have to look at the middle layer as well, right? And we just saw what Babelfish is, is supposed to do. Will that be bug-free? Absolutely not. And those bugs will be absolutely disasters. So sounds to me that is very, very risky, right? To add another layer and worry about the bugs just so I can migrate to Postgres. So yeah, it might be a little bit easier than... I still, I still don't know. Is, is it really easier than just rewrite the whole app? So that it talks to Postgres natively, I have no idea. Could be yes, could be no. But they're just—I'm just like discussing this and, and trying to take a pragmatic approach and just playing the devil's advocate here. I don't have anything against Amazon or Microsoft or SQL Server. I just like to play the two-party here. What is Babel? That's the third point. What is Babel? Is it really an endpoint, or is it a Postgres extension, or is it an ODB, ODBC driver? We do not know that. Where does it live? Does it live in my app as a library? They did not mention that. I'm, I'm assuming no. Does it, is it a proxy where, where everything just shoots, shoots this low-level layer four packets to a proxy which trans, does the translation? I doubt it. It has to be a layer seven, so it looks at the data, so it has to decrypt in this case. Is it is it its its own thing that running and listening on a on certain port that is the SQL Server port whatever that is forgot what is it one five three two I think so is that listening on that port and then oh you just change the host so it points to that new host that is running Babel and that Babel will turn around does its thing and then communicate with the backend that's how the tests work I believe the test essentially is inserts itself in the middle. Or is it all the way in the back end? Is it a Postgres extension that that runs on Postgres or to consumes Postgres resources and looks at every query that comes to Postgres and does the work? So many questions. We don't know what, what, what Babel is. And based on that, it really depends on the performance, which is the next point. The fourth point is performance. You might have not changed the application code as the Babelfish claims, right? You, I'm not going to change anything. I'm not going to change the code. I'm not going to change anything. But 
that SQL statement that used to execute in a certain way based on the execution planner of SQL Server might flip completely in Postgres because Postgres will make different decision. The execution planner in Postgres will make completely different planners in Postgres compared to SQL Server. So a query that looks identical in SQL Server, well, not really because they are translating to SQL to, to Postgres SQL, uh, might look identical but performs actually worse in Postgres. And if the application author wrote that application in a way such that uh, it, 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 it takes advantage or rely on certain, let's say, feature or implicit feature in SQL Server that performs better when, it, when the query is executing in this way, Postgres might not have that. What, what, what will happen? All of a sudden, your queries are slower. What happened here? Is Babel the reason? Is Postgres the reason? Again, come back to point two, which is the bugs, the extra layer, extra resources, extra work. Another thing I'm not sure about, but SQL, some SQLs can, can be annotated with hints, which says, okay, I want you to, I know this is, uh, this. you might choose a full table scan over an index scan for certain cases, but I know what I'm doing. Please do an index scan for this case. There is a hints. This Oracle does that all the time. You, we can we can do infer hints to SQL Server uh, or, or or the database, so it can switch the execution plan based on the user's request. Not generally a good idea, but when you do that, what will happen? Will Will Postgres understand? Will Babel understand these hints? I have no idea. Eventually, these performance uh, problems might cause you to actually update the application code anyway and god knows what will happen here how would you write t-sql code anymore right so you have to kind of you have you will be very limited with that in this case so you're better off in my opinion just rewrite the whole thing to talk directly to postgres and the final point i want to raise is latency right latency is very very critical and now we still don't know what Babel is because they don't tell us but if Babel is an actually standalone process that runs and listens to a particular port, it's a server essentially, and my app connects to this server instead of SQL Server, and that endpoint talks on behalf of me to the back end, I have so many questions. If that's the architecture, will encryption be end-to-end -end in this case? Will, will, will I have an encryption if I establish encryption between between the, my my client and the SQL server, right? Will the encryption carry over here in this case, where I have encryption between me and the endpoint of Babel? Obviously, they have to decrypt the traffic because it's, it's going to be a layer seven endpoint where it looks at the content, understand the SQL, and then parses it so it talks to the backend on SQL Server, uh, on the Postgres on the backend, right? So will that translate to a SQL, a Postgres TLS connection on the backend, right? So that's the first thing. If yes, that's good because we need encryption almost end-to-end. -end. It's not really end-to-end, -end, it's, it's terminated, but at least people sniffing in the middle cannot be, cannot actually tell what's going on. The second thing is latency. Now you just added a hop, an extra hop, you just added latency so queries right queries that executes will take additional hit because you're having additional hop so there's an additional network hop that's just the network aspect and we're not mentioning what the 
endpoint actually does, which adds extra latency of this translation of T-SQL to actually PostgreSQL, that's a lot of work as well, right? Another thing with latency is like what will happen uh, for cursors, server for server-side cursors. If I now establish a TCP connection with my SQL, with SQL server, and I say, okay, create a cursor, and then that cursor will, will execute, but will not actually fetch the results. So my app will say, fetch, 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 all right? So how that translate to Postgres? Postgres? Both of them has cursors, but handling stateful cursors in the app are extremely, extremely difficult. How would that work? And how is the effect to on latency will be in this case? Will it be a one TCP connection? I doubt it. It's going to be different TCP connections. So almost, it's going to be interesting. Is is Babel's going to play as a layer four proxy in this case? Uh, or is it, is it, is it just going to be at the Postgres? So there's a lot of unanswered questions. So I'm still digesting this. But guys, I'm going to leave the question back to you. What do you think about Babel as a technology? Do you think is it's going to be taking over really the SQL Server market share and sh shifting it to Postgres so that Amazon will free? Because Amazon now have, have uh, plans to host Postgres. People will be enticed, especially people who are on top of Amazon and using SQL Server. They will be very enticed to to use this technology to switch Postgres to save costs, right? Because SQL Server is costly, right? Yeah, they have to still to pay on AWS, but way easier to switch SQL Server with this technology. But I'm not sure that it will succeed with all these questions and doubts that I have. Let me know. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comment section below. I'm going to see you on the next one. You guys stay awesome. Goodbye.